Volcano. We're about to get into this. Uh, this is Swatches and Boomboxes, uh, a retro rap review. Uh, we're going to get into what could be one of my favorite albums ever. Yep. Right. Um, I'll, yeah, I'll say ever. Uh, well, I should probably tell them who I am. Absolutely. Right? That's, absolutely. that's a thing you should do. Uh, I'm Jim Search, and you can find me at jimsearchcomedy.com. You can also go on the Twitter and find me at Jim Search. And if you want to look up this fun show, you can find us on Twitter at Swatches and Boom. Because we did not have enough space for boxes, no, we as did we not. often as we often regale, <laughs> um, and also uh, you can email us at swatchesandboomboxes at gmail dot com. Send us some love. Send us some hate. Send us uh, <laughs> just let us know that we're that we exist. Right. Um, and uh, to my left is my co-host. I am Neil Charles, and uh, you can find me at neilcharles dot com um, on Twitter. Um, Neil Charles FTW for the win. Yes. I thought it was fuck the world. Win. Yeah, everyone thinks that. <laughs> See, I'm like, is Neil that bitter? <laughs> Shit. I didn't think I so. I always have to explain that. I put I was like for the for the win, you know, because I Which, love the world. I and, love the world. And we uh we talk about it every time, but I just love because there's a pause. There's a beat yep. before for the win. Yep. And you know This what? show created that. <laughs> this show created that. That's and now when I'm talking to people, like you know, in conversation, there's the beat. Good. Boom. There it is. <laughs> Timing. It Timing. doesn't take much for me. Yep. It really doesn't. Uh, but we are going to move right the fuck along and yep. get this party started. Uh, but before, 10. Is, is this episode? This 10? is episode ten. This is episode ten. This is yeah. we're double digits now. Yes, we are. Um, happy birthday! Congrats! Mm -hmm. oh, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Um, and that voice you're hearing oh. is our guest. Yes. Yes, sir. This episode, uh, hilarious comedian. Oh, I've thanks. known this guy for years. Yeah, yeah believe it or dude. not, yeah. it's been a long time. Mm -hmm. uh, Kevin Goatee. Yes, doing, thank dude? you, boys, for having me on the uh, on the podcast. Welcome, welcome. Thank you for having. <laughs> no problem, man. We, uh, you know, I will be honest, man. When Neil told me the album that you picked, <laughs> I said, is, he, "Is this the same album that I listened to when I was a kid?" Oh. But it definitely was. Uh, Kevin's pick. Well, for those of you who are new to the game and who haven't uh, been hip to this, uh, we bring on our friends and we have them pick albums from the 90s. And Kev went with what could be one of my favorite albums coming up as a kid. Yeah. Right. Ice Cube's The Predator. Yes. <laughs> which, which was released in 1992 yeah. at the uh, height of the L.A. riots. November 17th. November 17th. Week after my birthday. Um, so what's it? It wasn't. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm like, was it your birthday? No, you sure? The tenth is my birthday. But yeah. Are you sure? Yes, you are. Um, <laughs> so yeah, uh, 92. This album dropped. Yeah. Uh, and now I got to ask, have, well, first, what made you pick this album? Right. I love old school rap. Uh, you look at me and see, holy shit, a blonde hair, blue eyed Zach Morris look like motherfucker. I loved, <laughs> loved. So love old school rap. Like one of my favorite stations is Backspin Forty Three. Okay. On satellite. Uh, so it's funny when you know guys talking like, "Oh, you know rap, yeah?" Or like what the Macklemore Eminem show. Like, no, fuck you. I'm more late eight, mid mid to late eighties to early nineties. pretty much, I stopped. I, I I think rap sucked. Made that corner. Turned around the corner around two thousand one ish. Mm. That's when it stopped being good. Okay. So I've been, I was, so from like 80, like early to mid 80s, from there to like very beginning of the turn of the millennium yep. is when it, I think rap was at its peak. And then different band, different groups, different solo guys uh, through those time period uh, just made a mark. So. Okay. So that's what brought you to, well, now I guess, well, my answer, or asking the question sure. is what specifically made you pick the Predator? It was, it's my, it's first of all, it's his best solo album. Uh, I was America, America's most wanted, America KKK's most wanted was number one, I think, right? The first uh, one he did, right? In terms of sales? No, in terms of like oh, when it was released. First, his first album. Yeah. yeah and yeah. then two is Death Certificate, which was good, mm -hmm. but The Predator, I thought, was amazing. I thought from stem to stern, I mean, I have outlined all the tracks here. I think I only have. Four songs not on my iPhone from this album, mm. oh, so no shit. I mark that as the more songs I have on my phone, it's the best, you know, the better the album, and it still holds the test of time. Like I was blown through them again this last night, like refreshing, making notes of like, oh yeah, I, I remember the way they sampled, you know, 
Queens, we will rock you, and when will they shoot? And they sample Public Enemy and, uh, you know, don't trust them. And that's well, what defines a classic is that it stands up today. Exactly. So. Well, even from a, uh, even from a uh, sociopolitical context, right. uh, this album still, in fact, holds up because when you have the riots in Baltimore and you have mm-hmm. riots in Ferguson, right. you could just put on The Predator and yep. insert Baltimore yeah. for L.A. It's right. scary. Insert, it is. It's really fucking scary yep. as to how that sort of... Uh, civil unrest repeats itself. Sure. And in fact, I uh, I actually tweeted him when it was happening and said this exact thing of like, yeah, I pretty much could just put in Baltimore ice for uh, for L.A. Did he uh, get back to you on that tweet? He didn't get back to oh, me. Oh Christ! Um, yeah, you know what? I mean, I've I've gotten retweeted by Ice T. So in terms of my ices, I'm like I'm shooting fifty. Okay. Actually, okay. forgot Vanilla Ice. So that's one out of three. Uh, he's well, <laughs> two out of three. Ain't bad. Noted. Uh, <laughs> it you know to be honest, I don't even know if Vanilla Ice has access to Twitter. Is he on Twitter? Uh, I'm not following. Exactly, he is. you'd have to look him up. Is it like so, the question of a tree falls in the woods and no one's there to hear this sound? Right. Yeah. Was there? Um, no. I mean, and I don't know if he would ever listen to this podcast because it's about good music. Uh, <laughs> so that that being said, now let me ask you this: yes. um, Where were you when this came out? I was a freshman in high school. Okay. I was a freshman in high school in this hit. Um, fresh, you know, like you had just said, with the riots in L.A., uh, interesting time when, you know, just as a white guy and you go hang out in the mall and you see, you know, black guys. It's just that time you're like, whoa, they're just got that look of consternation on their face. And, then, you know, it's, they're just pissed. They're just pissed. I grew up in Princeton, so it wasn't that many black guys running around that town. I believe But in the mall, but yeah. <laughs> I but, can, yeah. I'll take your word for it. <laughs> You don't have to sell me twice on that one. Um, so you were in Jersey yes. at this time. Not a lot of black people in Princeton. No. Yeah. Um, I was, uh, where was I when this came out? I was 11. Okay. I think 11, 12 years old. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember Wicked when that came out. Love I saw it. that video. Yep. Uh, and that's what kind of pulled me into the world of the predator and i remember picking this up and just being like well this is a side of rap music that i have to get into because it really spoke to a lot of the feelings that i had even at that young age about the riots and about how shitty the cops were and how he even says it on this uh on the album that you know, these albums are just like warnings that this is that something's going to happen. Yep. If you keep treating people like shit, Eerie. it's going to it's going to blow up in your face. Yep. And sure as fuck, it did. Um, so I uh, yeah, I would think I was what, 12. Yeah. 11, 12 years old. I do remember uh, we'll get into this track. It's my fa- one of my favorites. Now I got to wet you. Mm-hmm. Uh, the intro of uh yep. Hey man, you won the wet T-shirt contest, yeah. motherfucker. Yeah. Uh, I said that before I shot someone with a water gun when I was in high school, <laughs> and I yes. felt great. As you should. Well, I said, you know, you won. Won what? The wet T-shirt, t-shirt contest, motherfucker. That's dope. Uh, so that being said, Neil, what uh, where were you in life? I, <laughs> so weird. I was uh, a senior in junior high school. Okay. When this came out, yeah. A senior? I was a senior. So it make you in eighth uh, grade. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Eighth <laughs> grade. It's a long way around it, but okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Yeah, I so said that I the, was. You took the roundabout. Yeah, yeah. I was just I was about like twelve, thirteen, and um, yeah, it just brings me back to like when the riots were happening, which was not and, and we it were, was it was out of control. It was out of control. We were uh, we were talking about this uh, before before you got here, but. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, obviously on this album, there's a lot of samples from the riots, yeah. uh, yeah. from the television coverage of it. And in fact, um, uh, VH1 had this documentary about rap music in conjunction with the riots and how many different albums were coming out at the time, like The Chronic, we were mm-hmm. saying, uh, came out. And how they were making the albums and they were watching TV at the same time and were like, yep. holy shit. This is happening right now. Get this on. We need to get this on. Yeah. And a lot of those songs got rewrote because 
Yeah. It was jumping all the fuck off. And it was it was just a pure time with the media because there was no social media. No. Nope. So it was nothing but like news cameras and helicopters and you were seeing it as it was happening. Here's here's my memory of the riots. I was tuning into MTV yep. and seeing Kurt Loder from MTV News wearing combat boots right in the middle of LA. Oh wow. Yeah. So I'm like, all right, a guy behind a desk is gonna strap on the boots and make him think that he's one of the people. All right, Kurt, wait, wait to blend in. <laughs> yeah, he uh and uh, and of course uh sending the message of the uh scary paramilitary world that we were living in where combat boots would be necessary. Right. Alone, right? As if boots would be alone would save him from a, a wayward thrown Molotov cocktail or a, yeah. a bat. Or that, you know, there's, I mean, there's a there's a whole laundry list of subliminal shit that's being said with combat boots. Mm-hmm. But as we get into the album, yeah. uh, the first track, as I got the track listing up, yeah. uh, uh, well, well, we're going to, we'll probably, we're going to skip through a lot of the, uh, the skits and shit, mm-hmm. uh, but we'll get into the first track, which, uh, amazing uh, intro, When Will They Shoot? Love mm-hmm. it. Which uh, has the hook, stalking, walking in my big black boots. Yeah. Not right. Kurt Loder's no, boots. No, no, definitely not. These were different boots. Uh, and, I mean, from out, n- not counting uh, today was a good day, this was just an angry, angry, angry yep. album. And that's what I think drew me in so right. much. But um, It was consistent and it was real. So Yeah, I mean, yeah. you know, and this track, When Will They Shoot, you know, is talking about how Ice was was kicking shit that was probably going to get him killed right. in his head, which, as we see, uh, didn't quite happen as he's living a different life uh, now. But, I mean, I think still some of the attitudes he uh, probably still has. But, you know, all in all, it really does. And, I mean, that's kind of the through line of this whole album is how fucked up it was and still is and how – we don't really trust the police because they do terrible shit to us all yep. the fucking time. Yep. So that was uh that was one will they shoot, mm-hmm. um, which uh, at the end of this uh, he does uh, chill with some cyanide brews by the window, which right. I appreciate. Right. Um, and then uh, then he heard the shot. The boom. There it is. And then uh, then we get into uh, wicked, which. That video, if I remember, was gonna give me an epileptic seizure because it was a lot of lot of lights and a lot of dance not dancing, but just visuals in your face. There's right. a lot of smash cut to one thing in rapid succession. I remember that as well. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. remember that. And uh, what's his name's uh, what's his name's on that or featured on it? Uh, Flavor Flav uh, with Wicked. Right. Wicked back. Uh, and I didn't know this as I was doing my research. Uh, Corn did a cover they of did. this. Did they really? They did. How bad is it? Um, <laughs> I I didn't listen to it. I was just, I mean, I didn't dare delve into it because I like to keep uh, the image of Wicked pure. Thank you. In my head. Um, uh-huh. Which uh, then prompted, as a little side note, the beef between Ice Cube and Cypress Hill. Believe it or not, right? They were not friends for for quite a bit of time, um, despite the picture of them together with uh, assault rifles. Which I don't know if you guys have ever seen that picture. It's pretty dope. Uh, <laughs> I'm I'm a fan of that. But um, they uh, they responded. Uh, Cypress Hill responded to uh, Wicked. It was on Temple of the Boom, I think. They it got was on them. Temple of the Boom. <sighs> Still trap memory. Yeah, I give you I give you a lot of credit for that. Thank you. Know? you. Um, so then uh, we get into uh, now I got to wet you. Yep. Production by none other than DJ Muggs. Who, ah, Cypress so this Hill. was yeah yeah this was again a very tumultuous little time mm. in West Coast rap. Uh, but yeah, I mean, and Muggs is uh, Muggs is all over this album, which again. One of my favorite producers of all time and DJs. I actually got to see him uh, live. Uh, where was I? At Southpaw? Is that a place in Brooklyn? Yes, it is. I'm going to say it is. I'm all like, right. look, I'm like looking at Neil and he's so, like, I'm like, mm. sure, Jim. Uh, no, this was, uh, I saw Mug spin 
at uh, Southpaw, he put out he was putting out these uh, collabo albums as we sidetrack. Uh, was putting out these collabo albums with like Planet Asia. Uh, right. He has one with Jizza. Um, but the one I went to go see was with Planet Asia and Mugs. And uh, if you want to talk about a DJ, your boy can spin. Uh, so nonetheless, uh, as I was saying before, one of my favorite intros, uh, uh, Cube is chilling with his boy. They see somebody. Yep. He's like, yo, there goes that motherfucker right, right there. there. Yep. Watch this. You know, you won G. Won what? The wet t-shirt contest, motherfucker. Yeah. And then then we get into it. Um, you know, I got to say, it. this is also, if there was ever an album that would not make it at a police function, it would be this. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because if I remember correctly, the gist of the song is that the cops kill someone in Cube's immediate circle, at which point we go back and start killing them. Retaliation is, seems to be a factor with the police. Yeah. In pretty much all of these songs. <laughs> Except, of course, today was a good day. It's a nice ballad for a feel-good moment <laughs> in the hood just for one day. Yeah. Well, he didn't have to use his AK, but we'll get to that one. Yeah, right. we'll, we'll get into that. Uh, we, you know, with the drive-bys, took time to catch you. But now I got to watch him. Yeah, now I gotta watch you. I'm Can I also chime in and say that the one mention of the short-lived the Lynch Mob with the girls in the mist. Uh-huh. Remember them? Yep. Uh, they, I guess that was his protege group he had. Yep. And then one yeah. guy went to, I'll never forget, it was watching Yo MTV News and then said, so-and-so from the Lynch Mob arrested for blah, blah, blah. It sounded like he's going for fucking life. So I'm like, oh, well, there goes the end of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah I is. caught that little um, and in fact, uh, the Lynch Mob. Uh, did you see uh, Straight Outta Compton? Of course, favorite film of last year. Should have been nominated for an Oscar. Uh, the uh, I agree. Uh, the Lynch Mob and uh, NWA got in a fight, I believe, at the New Music Seminar in what is that? Wasn't that when they were coming down the stairs? That was when they're coming down yep. the escalator, yep. and then they get in a yes, fight. Um, so yeah, the Lynch, I don't know if that's their claim to fame is a fight at the new music seminar, right? but yeah, we didn't see too much of, uh, the Lynch mob other than, uh, that and mentions here. Uh, so yeah, then we get into, uh, well, um, do we have anything else on now? I got to wet you because, uh, no, give me, okay. Pretty, pretty at the nail on the head. Okay. Then we got, uh, we got the predator, Mm -hmm. the, track named after the album which again the samples on this are so dope right you know like uh i mean obviously sampling the one of the classic films the predator right um which although they do blend both um predator 2 uh featuring uh gary Busey, who and danny glover please don't leave him out <laughs> although, although i wish he, i bet he wishes he'd never made that decision to join the film in the first place yeah um he's getting too old for that shit uh <laughs> sing See what I did there? Yep. I don't fuck around with this. Um, but that, uh, but that track, um, you know, despite you know all the, I mean, there's a lot of aggressive beats on this, um, but this one had a little bit of a more smoother overture, despite the fact that you know, uh, predator uh, ice is meaner than a motherfucking hyena chasing antelope. Right. Put the chrome to your dome. Watch it bust like a cantaloupe. Which, by the way, is the most visual way of blowing someone's brains out right. I've ever heard. Thank you, Ice. Um, and I, you know, sometimes at work I will sing the Predator. Well, not sing. I don't think you can. This is not quite an album you sing out loud. Um, no. But I'll say the words, and I'm pretty sure people are looking at me like either a I've murdered someone. Or B, have a better appreciation that I know my rap. I'd love to know what line of work you're in where you're busting this out in the middle of work and no one's batting an eye. Or maybe a cautious eye. Uh, I teach. so Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Now it's starting to come around full circle. But see, if you do it, my trick to this is if I do it in the flat monotone that I have, it does put a little bit of a cushion on it in saying it. Because right. clearly if I rap the Predator then it's going to raise some sort of... Uh, You'll be in the rubber room before you know it. Yeah, yeah, and I don't want that. Not yet, at least. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, and so we see uh, so we see a lot of the good samples from uh, 
from the Predator to the film. Uh, Gary Busey gets an article mention. Um, the crazy shaman uh, who in the movie who knows that the Predator's out there with no stopping what can't be stopped, no killing what can't be shot. Yep. And then the Native American dude, something out there waiting for us. Right. And then we cut right in, man. Ah, this album's so great. Uh, now, the uh, crossover hit, uh, It Was a Good Day. Oh, big time. I this mean, is what put him on the map with did. mainstream it really did. Uh, music. Mainstream, this is kind of like the mainstream rap, I would say. Huge, huge yeah. single. When, I mean, when people in their 50s are using stuff like, hey, you know, I, I didn't have to use my AK. Ha, ha, ha. Yeah. If they're using that common line like that at work, you know this is obviously was the, uh, the song that, that took Which, the nation by storm. if they're cops, makes sense. Uh, <laughs> so that, but that being said, um, the video... Uh, also one of my favorite Good, videos. yeah, good it video. Was, it was a great video. Um, I want to say F. Gary Gray directed that. Um, I feel like that's something we could probably look up. because It would make sense. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect it, sense. It would make sense. Uh, they've worked together uh, pretty pretty uh, exclusively. Um, but, yeah, the um, that song, um, as you were saying before, is a nice feel-good hit. Right. Um, and, in fact, when I was in L.A., uh, I was listening to the radio. And uh, they had an interview with Cube about this. Song. Well, it was like a mm-hmm. snippet before right. they played the song. But um, when they were making the album, excuse me, uh, he wanted to do this track, and uh, he kind of got some pushback from it because it was not really fitting into <laughs> the rest of what was happening uh, on the album. But he astutely pointed out that, uh, yo, how come I can't have a good fucking day? Right. Like, it's not going to be, I'm not going to be shooting motherfuckers every day, and it's not going to be this uh, tumult, if you will, in my life. So, why can't I talk about having some good times? How come I can't talk about not having to use my gun? I mean, anyone can get a beep from Kim because you know she can fuck all night. Yeah, yeah. And then, uh, and then he did because he does <laughs> fuck her at the end. Uh, I actually saw, I don't know if you guys saw this, but, um, there was a web, there was a website where a kid figured out exactly what day it was, like on a cat, like the actual date. <laughs> what? Of when, Jesus Christ! When today was a good day. Well, you know, I guess you can because the Lakers beat the Supersonics. Supersonics. Exactly. That's a very big clue, right there. That was Cube, a- did you have the boot or the chronic? Which one day was that? Forgot. Um, oh, that day. and the lakers did in fact beat the super so this kid then went back to figure out the calendar figured out when the lakers in fact beat the supersonics um and then that's when he felt on the big fat fanny pulled out the jammy and killed Killed that he did um now what's i mean we're gonna kind of jump around a little bit not not uh, House of Pain jump around, but jumping around. <laughs> what album will they be on your podcast discussed? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I, although I will say, uh, side note about House of Pain and Jump Around. A, DJ Muggs did production for mm-hmm. that. B, I went to the bar where they shot Jump Around. It's here in the city. It's at Old Town. Oh, wow. Right near Union Square. And it's funny. They have, you know, the 40, the Cypress, or the Cypress Hill, the House of Pain 40 that had the logo and shit on there. It's in that bar. Nice. It's on a mantle up nice. there where they shot it, which is actually pretty cool. Um, actually, I like that song. Jump oh, it was a good song. It doesn't, hold a, it doesn't hold the test of time. And every time you hear it now, I'm like, click, next. Really? I just, like, it's in commercials now. And it's it's been in commercials. Yeah. It's just, it just, it's just, it's just, it weighed my last nerve. Yeah. I, I liked it when it came out. I loved it, and I'm like, I'm done. I, you're you're not jumping around. No, saying. sir. You're sitting down. I'm getting another beer or Couldn't something go else. Go to a game without that song playing. Yeah, you still can't go to a game. You still yeah. can't go to a game. It's just one of those songs. It's um, it, yeah, and it, it, I mean, it's very. I mean, as I mean, I like the song. Don't get me wrong. Like, mm. I enjoy it. It's not in my i. It's not in my playlist. Right, but. It does fall into that category of uh, game songs. So, like, Who Let the Dogs Out? Right. Uh, this one. Yep. There's a couple other, like, rap tunes that you're just like, oh, okay, this is what it was. Can't really for. do that with Ice Cube, though. No, no. <laughs> Can't do that. Same thing. <laughs> the Brooklyn Nets couldn't come out to, uh, we had to tear this motherfucker up. <laughs> Probably not, right? Um, 
But uh, so as we jump around uh, from it was a good day. And in fact, if you watch the video, um, it was a good day at the end of it. It then leads into check yourself. Mm. So I don't know if that's a little fun. Little that's a d- I did not know that. Yeah, um, because it, um, if you watch, uh, you can see on YouTube, but they have both the videos um, linked together, like as a storyboard, mm-hmm. I guess, for lack of better words. And then it goes seamlessly into Check Yourself, yep. which, again, a great, well, both versions equally dope. Um, the yeah, the Daz effects. Yep. And the old school, or the, the remix, the remix with Grandmaster Flash, yeah, the, the message. message. The original was better than the than the remix. I'm firmly in that camp. I do not like the remix version. It's you, too slow. With, nope. Really? Nope. Mm. I like it fast, like that. It's too slowed down. I think it, it's much better paced out faster than it is slower. Mm-mm. Disagree? Well, I agree, but the remix that was another crossover hit, right? That people identified with, and they were like, "Yo, this is the greatest song." Like that's what drew a lot of people to this album. Today was a good day. I mean, and, and, and check that, yourself. and but check I, yourself the remix, the remix. I, but I think the reason why they felt that way is, oh, that's right, Grandmaster Flash. I remember that song. Oh, they right. mixed it with something. Oh, it's kind of right. cool. So it brought right. the nostalgia, right? And mixed that in. But I don't think it's. As, I, I just, I'm still, you know, again, it's much better as a faster song. Mm-hmm. Can sully, can sully the original, my book. Okay. Well, done that one. But all right, hey, that's why they make you know. That's, that's Coke and Sprite. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, that's it's different. Different sodas for different folks, man. Right. Uh, so the video for this is equally as rad. Uh, the, it does feature. Uh, it does feature. Uh, uh, in living color reference. Well, he does reference Twan, mm-hmm. but then the. Yep. The, the dude in the video dresses as Tuan and walks through the jail, and then they chase him down and probably rape him because that's what happens. Safe today. assumption. Safe, yeah. Did not, he give two snaps, a twist, and a kiss? Uh, he did, actually, in the video. <laughs> Have you seen the video? I uh, haven't seen yourself? it in easily 20 years. Yeah. Okay. I probably um, would need to watch that again. Uh, the the Now, the song, well, in the video, um, it shows Cube in the tank, and I just was one of the visuals I have of the, uh, that video is he's sitting on the bench and there's just a junkie passed out. And it just looks like Cube is just reading a book, like looking at this guy, just no affect, just looking at this motherfucker like I can't deal with this shit. And then also in the video, uh, the dude who ends up being Tuan, uh, he tries to phone check Ice and Ice doesn't have any of it. Of course not. That's you why can't. he's the cube. Well, yeah, uh, he doesn't fuck around. Uh, so that, but yeah, I mean, listeners and uh, Kev, go watch that video again. We'll it's do. Good. Uh, so we have, like we said, we have the remix, and then we have the DOS effects version, yep. um, which shows. And you know, Ice is uh, one of the, not the first, but. I would say one of the pioneers of working with East Coast artists. Uh, so you have the DOS Effects collabo. Yep. Um, he did some work with Public Enemy mm-hmm. uh, at some point. And, uh, oh, shit, I just realized. Um, we actually have another relatively feel-good track in Gangsta's Fairy Tale 2, mm-hmm. which uh, if you remember. Oh, it's great, man. Yeah. yeah. It uh it reminds me uh well I mean this was kind of the predecessor to uh Coolio did a similar track where he took um he took uh fairy tale or yep. he took characters and made it into a, a hood spun version of it. Um and in fact at the end of the song and I do believe this that uh Ice Cube and maybe he was prophesizing this but uh he says Ice Cube should tell the kids how the story should go. <laughs> Which maybe led into his now current career of being in film, um, mm-hmm. and I've always wondered whatever happened to Lil Russ, the kid on that track, what whatever became of him. Mm. I hope, uh, hope it be. I I would love to hear that he was in some of these films brought up because we never really heard from Lil Russ after that. So I guess what would be the 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 pioneer fairy tale. Uh, rap song would that be Peter Piper by Run DMC? Um, 
Yeah, I mean, I think uh, in terms of uh, of fairy tale track. Yeah. That might be the first, mm-hmm. if I'm standing corrected. Um, I want to say Slick Rick might have had. That, I was trying right, to the other one. I, right. I was thinking it's not Dana Dane, but I knew it was. Mm-hmm. Th- yeah, that's that's it. Slick Rick was the other one I was thinking. I was Who was the master of the story? Yep. yep. Uh, and had the uh, had the accent and the gift of gab to mm-hmm. complement it. Um, but yeah, that. Uh, so for those of you who are diehards of that album, uh, if anybody out there. Maybe or maybe we do it, but make the cartoon like uh, story of this. That would be pretty fucking dope. As right. I sit here and look at this. Um, so then, as we we kind of jumped around, um, we get into um, we had to tear this motherfucker up, which um, it doesn't take a brilliant man or lady to figure out that this is. In response to the L.A. riots. Right. Um, In fact, as we had talked about earlier, um, this song is littered with uh, television samples from the riots. And the track really just outlines how shitty those cops were who beat up Rodney King and how they all got off. Which, I mean. Yeah. Yeah. Dynamite drop in, Neil. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. About about that. Um, But, you know, now as I kind of get a little off track, uh, I'm reading the book, The New Jim Crow Mm -hmm. by Michelle Alexander, and it does talk a lot about uh, the prison system and how uh, it's pretty fucked. Um, So as I've read the book and then look back on how – uh, you have four cops uh, beat the shit out of a motorist. Yep. Uh, yeah, th- they totally could get off if you have a jury that looks exactly like the cops mm-hmm. who beat the shit out of this guy. So, and then it gets into jury selection and all that shit. Um, but yeah, it um he does say uh in this and as I jump all over this song, um he does say don't fuck with the black owned stores but hit the footlocker. Okay. Steal motherfucker, motherfuck, uh, fire marshal bill. That's it. I knew it. Yeah. Oh, what, oh the? what the hell? Throw the cocktail. Mm-hmm. I can't Astro trust smoke. a cracker in a blue uniform. uniform. Stick oh. a nigga like a unicorn. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It just flows so amazing. I'm, well, it that's flows great. He's it one of the best lyricists ever. Absolutely. He's so dope. Absolutely. And when it came to, uh, I mean, this is again. I forgot what album. What's no Vaseline off of? Death certificate. Is that mm-hmm. Love that. Yeah. That's one song. of the best disc records. Yeah, man. Was, man. was that funny as hell when they had that Drake bullshit last year? Meek Mills and Drake, and then uh, uh, James Alexander post. He goes, "This is some bullshit." You want a real diss track? And he yeah. boom, he cuts and pastes the link to uh, no Vaseline. Yeah. I'm like that. That's exactly right. Yeah, just a match a little bit. That of Vaseline. and bitching you, which was about him. Yeah, it was about him. Um, yeah, he had some choice words for Common, and they're in a movie together right now. It, I just, I just put that together. <laughs> yes, that they yeah. have they. I wonder if they've talked. Well, I'm they did. Cl- they, they said I, they, they had watched to it. I mean, well, yeah, yeah, clearly. Uh, no. I mean, I was just wondering. It'd be interesting to see what, uh, how that came about. Like the, the he talked about it. He talked about. I mean, Cube did. Cube. Well, um. Yeah, Cube talked about it because in I Used to Love Her. Right. Now, Common was talking about the different stages of hip-hop and, you know, how it went through its different changes. And Cube really took offense to when hip-hop went to the West Coast. He was like, why why is it always got to be all fucked up when it goes to the West Coast? And he said that. And But then, but then I think, well, if I remember correctly, that. on that track, Common says, then he starts hanging out with the boys in the hood. Yep. Which was Ice's... Breakout yep. Cube. I gotta start calling him Cube. Right. Yep. Ice. Yeah, Ice Cube. Fucks ice, with yeah, me. Yeah, that's yeah, Ice yeah. T. So Cube. Yeah. That was Cube's breakout. Uh, breakout role. Yep. So that was. I make dough, but don't call me Doughboy. Mm-hmm. Yep. Cube mm-hmm. took offense to that, and then um, around a time where it was him and WC in the Mad Circle and Mac yep. Ten. I actually have that album. And yeah, and they had that track. They had West Side Slaughterhouse. Mm. Mm-hmm. And it was a lot of East Coast, West Coast tension. That yep. was the prelude for all of that. Which is crazy because, I yeah. mean, like we were saying, like Cube did a lot of work on the East Coast. Mm-hmm. But 
when you want to when you want to pop some shit. Well, I mean, you know, comments from Chicago, but yeah. I would say for all intent and purpose. And uh, the bitch in you, that was very specific. Like there, he oh. said his name in that track. Like he did. You know he, how people he, say name names. Yeah, which is uh, that's a, that's a shout out to Uni <laughs> Francis. Yeah, that's, that's a shout thing. out to Uni Francis. Uni oh, yeah. wants you to name names. <laughs> yeah. Well, they, well, and then back to what you said before with uh, Cypress and Temple of the Boom. It's something like uh, something about you, you, you know, used to be. Oh, I'm gonna fuck this up. Used to be living the boy in the valley. Now you send your school, your kid to a school in the valley. Mm. You know. Well, that, and then the fucking O'Shea Jackson, whatever you call yourself, Cube. That I'm, I'm fucking up. I haven't heard that song in a while, but. They call them out. That's my point. They definitely right. call them the yeah. fuck out on that one. Well, that, I mean, and that, as we talk about the beefs of Cube, mm-hmm. uh, which, I mean, yo, man, when you're that dope of a battle rapper, it makes sense that uh, yep. you're going to be fucking people up with words. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that came about uh, because um, they, I, I watched it on uh, Beef DVD, mm-hmm. uh, but I'm going to fuck it up. Uh Cypress Hill had a track on, uh, I forgot what, I think it was Friday on the soundtrack. Right. And it got pulled, and then Ice, or then Cube, released a song with the same hook, mm. um, Keep the Heads Ringing. Oh. That's with Dre, though. Oh, that yeah, was Dre. Yeah. Was that Dre? Was yeah, Dre. it definitely was Dre. Um, but there was there was another one that I'm, or it wasn't, no, it wasn't Keep the Heads Ringing. There was another track, but it had okay. a same, similar hook. And then that's when it all came about, um, as I fucked that up. I'm not going to bat a thousand today, guys. Uh, but that was um, uh, what, were, oh, what was what track did I want to get into? Oh, then uh, so that oh so we had we had to tear this motherfucker up, yep. which uh, we rip apart L.A. Uh, because uh, cops are beating people up and getting off for it. Yep. Um, but then we get into um, say hi to the bad guy, right? Which um, another uh, another track, which like, and I don't know if this is missing now. I've, I maybe feel like it is, but there's these little like uh, interludes throughout the song, right? Which I don't hear anymore, but I just remember it from this one, right? Where the cop pulls up, yep. and he's like, "What's in that box? Yeah, it's back been there. Yeah, mm-hmm. no, no, nothing, man." You got you got some donuts, donuts back there. For that, yeah. How about a bear claw? <laughs> and it, and whoever's doing that voice is clearly the black dude doing the white voice, which is fucking great. Which uh, pioneered by Richard Pryor, actually. Uh, so, but yeah, the say hi to the bad guy, uh, an ode to Scarface, mm-hmm. which is uh, also featured throughout this album. Um, How many rap albums don't have at least one Scarface this mention? Is true. This is true. This is true. Um, maybe Common. I don't think. <laughs> <laughs> Arrested Development, maybe. Not uh, not too heavy on <laughs> That didn't make the cut for uh, Tennessee or uh, <laughs> what was uh, other hit song they had? God damn it. Mr. Wendell. That's it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That, uh, uh, yeah, I don't know if uh, Scarface is going to make it onto that. Yeah. Mob Deep, Hell on Earth. Mm-hmm. Mm. <laughs> another uh another scarface heavy uh heavy uh album uh but so say hi to the bad guy uh fuck with the flow and uh, uh, fuck with the flow and die as i walk by i say hi to the bad guy um and then at the end of this song uh a cop gets killed surprise uh blown away by that uh but then it uh it cuts to and I, if help me out here but it cuts to the Sample of what kind of a cop killer are you? Yeah. It's from a movie, and I can see it in my... F- I, I don't want to go to the internet to look it up, and you'd think I'd do that for continuity's sake, but no. Um, it was this movie. It was like a comedy with two cops, and I remember the scene where this happens, but the cop is running up the stairs, and the bad guy is shooting down through the stairwell at him, and he totally misses... And that's when the cop says, what kind of cop killer are you? Right. But how they looped it was them killing a cop and then him saying, what kind of a cop killer are you? What kind of a cop killer are you? And then um, I will. I mean, we did say that we were going to skip the the skits, but I do want to talk about fuck them. 
Yeah. That's yeah. A- <laughs> yeah. Some of the rap rap albums have some of the best like interludes. Yeah. They're funny as shit. Yeah. Well, this I mean, if I remember it, because you know, I've got um, I'm kind of like you, Kev. I've got um, I think I got like nine tracks from this. Right. Which again is a pretty high boost on my on my level two, but. On uh, fuck 'em, the interlude. Um, it talks. Uh, it's Ice doing or Cube doing an interview with uh, uh, some talk show or something about how he's anti-Semitic, he's anti-Korean. Yep. But throughout it, you just hear fuck 'em, yep. fuck 'em, mm. fuck yep. 'em. Which uh, and again, shout out to Scarface. The film takes fuck 'em from Scarface. Um, but yeah, I mean, this was back when. Um, I mean, that was Cube's M.O., man, is that he didn't give a fuck nope. and wasn't interested in your feelings nope. and how you felt about his music and how that was going to be presented. Uh, Can you weird. imagine his kid growing up in that household? Like O'Shea Jackson exact Jr., Jr. Yeah. who obviously played him in the film. Yep. It's kind of like, okay, so you're going to find my music one of these days, and I know you grew up in this mansion and all that shit, but let's go back to a time when everything just wasn't fucking you know, puppy dogs and ice cream. Yeah, and, uh, that's how life was before Daddy, you know, made a few films. How about that? Yeah, well, I mean, he wasn't. I mean, I don't know if when Predator or America's Most Wanted came out that it was necessarily a destitute situation, but certainly they weren't uh, balling out like they are now, right? Um, because within reason, you're not uh, you're not living without a deal when you have two when you have two albums dropped, and I would. Venture to think that this was he had some steamroll, but nonetheless, uh, well, wasn't that the scene in in Straight Outta Compton when he goes and he busts up at the manager's office? He goes, "I gave you two fucking albums, Brian, two, and he busts the shit up." So I'm thinking that that's when the money came in is when this one got when, dropped. Yep. Mm, okay, touche. I uh, I will say that uh, I often love to hear the argument of. Uh, well, how can Cube make music like this and then put out Daddy Come Home or whatever family-friendly movie? Are we there yet? Or are we there yeah. yet? And it's like... It's a so, very easy answer. Mm-hmm. Do, re, yeah. me. Well, and you can't be fucking living your life and you know, talking about that shit for how... Who's going to take a guy who's 50 talking about living in the fucking hood, right. slinging crack and shit seriously anymore? It's right. like you got... You know, hey, listen, fucking Peyton Manning just retired. He's one of the game's best quarterbacks. He can't be throwing a ball till he's 50, yeah. so he has to do something else, and this is that was it for him. And, you know, it's one of those things, too, where it's like as an artist, and especially uh, a good artist, mm-hmm. is they recognize that they've made a transition in their yep. life mm-hmm. and how the music or whatever they're doing Will often reflect where they are, right? Necessarily, um, but that's not to say. Well, I don't and know. That's I true that, too. You know, I I take that back in some respect because you have like uh, Ice T, for example, who still cranks out gangster shit right. because he is the original gangster. Um, and yeah. uh, Cube also does do gang like he does do some hardcore rap shit. Um, but I think it's as a artist or as someone who you know creates music, you still have those platforms and you respect it because you know who, where that person's come from right. and that they were who they were then. And he's softened too. I mean, I've, his albums after this, I couldn't even tell you what his last album was after Predator, but I've listened lethal, to him. What's lethal that? Injection. Yeah, that's it. Was. Okay, that one was decent. But after Lethal Injection, it took a fucking nosedive. Like the last three or four he did, I thought... We're not. I, I don't have one song after Lethal Injection on my phone, not one. Yeah. And that's again, I think maybe because he was in a better place financially. Mm-hmm. The anger wasn't as there, wasn't there as much because he wasn't dealing with the shit. Because again, he made the film. He had Boys in the Hood by then. Right. He was multi fucking platinum, I'm sure, with yeah. with this. Yeah. So it's like, well, I got money coming in. I'm not living in the fucking hood. Uh, yes. No one was getting shot like Rodney King stuff anymore. Right. So he mellowed out a bit, and that's when it took that turn. It's a progression. A lot of right. artists will say that you know, um, you know, that was when I was a younger artist, and now that I'm a dad, most of these guys are dads, and you know, you're looking at like 15, 20 years, and they they've had a lot to think about, and a lot of people just move on right. from what they used to do. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's interesting. I, I mean, if you even talk a little bit about Jay Jay Z, mm-hmm. as we kind of jump coasts yep. uh but 
you know, his say what you will about him, uh, the music kind of reflects where he is, like it or not. I mean, can you identify with buying art? Mm, no. But does he make it sound dope? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, he, he knows how to rap, and he's yeah. one of the greatest. Uh, but that's neither here nor. Well, when we do Reasonable Doubt, we can talk about right. Jay-Z. I heard one comic talk about his last album. He said all that album was was Jay-Z just rapping his W-2 for fucking 72 minutes. <laughs> that was fucking hilarious. I'm like, true. But he's been doing that. Yeah. That's nothing yeah. new. Like, he's been saying, like, how I'm rich and everyone else is broke. And D- yeah. But, and... You know. But he makes it sound dope, man. Right. There's you can't not knock the you can't you can't, can't knock, knock the, the hustle. hustle. Oh. Uh, you beat you beat me, Kev. You beat me on that one, buddy. Uh, so yeah, that was um that was the predator, which yep. again I will say a very interesting choice, Kev. Mm-hmm. Thank I you. I didn't see that coming. Most people don't. Um, <laughs> and, we, and we did skip over a few tracks. We skipped over "Don't Trust Them." Yeah, yeah. Oh, I was going to say the feminist anthem. Or who's got the camera? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's um, we that, can. I mean, we can uh, briefly hit those before we get out of here. Um, who got the camera? Uh, again, an ode to uh, Rodney King. Yep. And Police brutality. Yep. The whole nine. The whole nine of how yeah cops. And it's interesting because uh, I think well it was. Rot this case, Rodney King was the first of the videotaping of the police doing horrific shit. Yep. So there kind of begins now this. Uh, I don't want to call it awakening per se, but this. Of course it was. I. Uh, mm, it, I, well, I don't want to say awakening because it was always happening. Right. And the the voices that were being that were that were expressing this weren't necessarily being heard. Right. Uh so I guess a mainstream I guess. Yeah, a mainstream okay, awakening. Yeah. Um the proof of, was there. That's what it is. Well there you know, obviously there are these stories like, yo, the cops are fucking us up. Yep. No, they're not. Yep. And then this video of no, look at that. And of course in the past if there was evidence, the police confiscated that Buried shit. Buried that shit, yeah. So, you know, yeah, it never came out, and that's 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 what's been happening. And now, I mean, happening. you have like an Eric Gardner, yep. and uh, what's his name, oh, Trayvon. Shit. Well, no, not Trayvon. Yeah. Not as much out, uh, yeah. dude in South Carolina. See, that's the thing. There's so many people who get right. killed. Um, it's a lot. Homeboy in South Carolina who got killed, uh, where it was on tape. Like you're watching a cop shoot a dude in the back and then drop. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He ran like ten feet and then he got popped. Right. Yeah. In the park. And so now you Sean have this. Bell. Yeah, Sean Bell. Yeah. Uh, but you have now this other element of recording the police, yeah. which, man, I give you all the fucking credit in the world. You start filming a cop because mm-hmm. you never know what the fuck they're about to do. They see you got a camera out. Yeah. Hey, what are you doing? I think in Illinois, it's a felony to film mm-hmm. a police officer. Um, they've passed that, which it m- makes sense. Um, wow. Uh yeah, you're sure about this? I'm I'm pretty sure. Not a hundred. I'm gonna give myself ninety. All right, still uh, pretty convincing. But god damn. But that's what they like. I mean, again, it's just a it's a scary world that we're in. In yeah. that, like, when we try and check police behavior, we are so vehemently shot down. Right. Uh, no pun intended. Uh, mm. uh. So, but then we have uh, don't trust them. Yeah. The uh. Feminist, uh, feminist battle cry. Yeah. Um, I actually thought this was the original, like Gold Digger from Kanye. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, this is the original, which uh, I believe uh, the opening is uh, "Don't Trust Him" with a big button, a smile. Yep. That was the old style. Mm-hmm. Now, bitch has got a brand new game. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, which, uh, if you want to go back through uh, uh, Cube's work. Uh, with this, you can reference "I Ain't the One" from mm-hmm. Straight Outta Compton, mm-hmm. or not Straight Outta Compton from uh, is it Straight Out? How did I just blank on NWA's album? Uh, it is not that, but in any mm-hmm. event, uh, Cube. I mean, Cube wrote pretty much ninety percent of NWA. But uh, yes, there's a track called "I Ain't the One" where it's a woman who's trying to get I, uh, Cube to pay for shit. 
he ain't having it. Yep. Right. Because he's cute. That's why. God damn it. Yeah. And uh, he's smooth. He's smooth with the ladies um, and tells him that he don't trust him. Yep. So then that would be our bookend to uh, The Predator, mm-hmm. which amazing album. Uh, again, was one of the things. One, and it's still on my workout list. Mm-hmm. A lot of these tracks have made it on there. Um, two dope videos came out of this. Yep. That I mean, I'm such a, a fan of music videos because they don't happen anymore. I was just gonna say mm-hmm. they're extinct. Yeah, they yeah. they really don't. Um, yeah. I uh, you know, I'll, I'll uh, I got a friend of mine. Uh, lives in the neighborhood uh we'll go to his place and we watch just old rap videos yep. um we'll go back into the like, we'll go back i still have those. them on vhs you can tapes. youtube yo t- yo mtv raps and yep. watch that yep yeah so bringing that back oh that would be fucking dope yeah. with uh, ed and dre no well, what the fuck am i gonna watch it for then because i don't <laughs> watch ed lover do the ed lover dance god damn it oh, man. um <laughs> so now, as we get into our uh, our final segment of the show, um, it is called Top 5 of the Twist. Yep. Now, what does that mean? Well, I'll explain. That is where we each come up with our top five rappers mm-hmm. or top five acts yep. with a twist. So, like, for example, uh, we had last episode was uh, – a. Shout out to Darren Patterson. Mm-hmm. Uh, his request of top five groups. Yep. Uh, so now it's me, right? Yep, it's your turn. Okay. Um, hmm. I was th- I was thinking about this before uh, before we got on. Um, I don't know if I want to go in the route of um, making it themed with Cube. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to go a little different direction okay um and I, don't, did, I don't know if we've done this yet but because my brain is swiss cheese but i'm going to go with top five wu-tang clan members <laughs> <laughs> nice wow okay um i will open the floor to whoever wants to go or i can go first um, Jesus Christ. I mean, I, I know some of them. I mean, but to know them specifically well enough to say, I'm going to designate some of my top now, five. Now, I'd mind say, you, oh, go now ahead. Mind go. you, um, you can, uh, this is in no particular order. Right. Um, this, okay. I'm not going to give, unless you want to make it for yourself as particular order, you can, but that's that's up to you. Um, but it will, inf- I'll go first. Fuck it. Please. Okay, sure, I'll, sure, sure. I'll give you that. Um Top five Wu-Tang Clan members, uh-huh. and I will put this in order. Mm-hmm. Now, obviously, as a diehard Wu-Tang fan, all nine members are dope. Okay, so yeah, just, <laughs> just so there is no, uh, no fuck up on that end, all nine members are dope. Um, I will say I'm going to go with Jizza. Mm-hmm. Top of the key, okay. Genius. Uh, yep. The genius. Yep. Uh, he was the uh, one of the, fr- if not the founding member of Wu Tang. Uh, so I'm gonna go with him, and then number two, I'm gonna go old dirty bastard. Ah, that's mm. my number one. Ah, okay. he's. Uh, there's just big so baby much. Jesus. Big, yep. yes. big baby Jesus. Big baby Jesus. They don't make humans like that. They don't. And they really he, don't. They stopped. They stopped. There's no he, more. They there's played no him. More. His, he did a press conference on, mm-hmm. and uh, Howard, I'm a huge Stern fan, Howard Stern, mm-hmm. and they play it nonstop to this day where he'd be like, I'm no dirt dog, but you know, he'd say the N-word, but and, you know, please. Like, all, he just would fire that out like throughout mm-hmm. the entire press conference. It was It's legendary. YouTube, if you can. That's funny shit right there. Uh, he's uh, he's great, man. Uh, there's an interview where this is when Ghetto Superstar came out. Yep. And uh, this was, uh, it was on, uh, whatever, TRL or one of those dumb shows. Uh, but they had a phone call in, and somebody asked, you know, because you know the song is uplifting, ghetto superstar, uplifting track. Uh, one of the callers asked, you know, so you know, old dirty, what do you plan on doing for the black community, since you know Proz is doing X Y Z and blah blah blah, and he just goes, nothing. <laughs> <laughs> 
She's looking for more mothers for my babies. That was the answer. You stone ignorant man. I love it. Um, so that's my number two. Uh, number three, uh, I'm going to go Ghostface. That was my number two. Ghost is going to be number three. Um, I think in terms of storytelling and just the sort of original style that he brought of that sort of stream of consciousness rap is fucking dope. Uh, really one of the pioneers of that. Uh, and then number four, you got, um, baby Yui. Yeah. Yeah. His album, Golden Arms Redemption is one of the most slept on albums I've ever heard in my life. Uh, he's beyond dope. Uh, another light skinned messiah, uh, who's done good work for our community. Uh, there's also a really great documentary about him. Rise of the fallen soldier, uh, on YouTube. You should check that out. It's pretty dope. Um, in that he does talk about how, uh, he almost shot Raekwon, uh, on accident. Yeah. Uh, so definitely a lot of good stuff in there and bringing up the rear on the top five Wu-Tang clan members. I'm going to go with, uh, I'm going to go with Raekwon, uh, the chef, the chef Raekwon. Um, you know, we just talked about, uh, only built for Cuban links. Um, I think he's also another, uh, originator of style, uh, and brought something unique to the clan that uh, really complemented it. And yeah, when it comes to the crime rap and shit like that, which I'm pretty, uh, pretty big fan of. So I'm, I'm, I'm going to go with that as my top five. Okay. All right, Neil. Okay. I am ready. Uh, my number one is going to be, you know, Ghostface. Okay. Ghostface, man. Who the man, I've, Tony Starks. I left this <laughs> out. Uh, fun fact about him, uh, he was on Couples Therapy. Yeah, uh, yeah. When he, they asked him to be on, uh, he asked if he could bring on three girlfriends because... Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Because that's the appropriate response. Alex, hey, yeah. BH1 is like, hey, you know, we were wondering if you might be interested in the show. I don't know if you're having trouble with your lady, man. He's like, I got three of them. Can I bring on all three? No yeah. ghost, you can't, but you can bring on two. Yeah. So <laughs> he is just one of the most interesting people. Oh, he's great, man. He's so like, great. I, if I, if, if, if there ever there was a situation where I'd be sitting in a room with him, and Mike Tyson, I'd have so many questions. Oh, yeah. I wouldn't even know what to do. I'd be like, I could go all day on questions for both of you guys. Who, by the way, both <laughs> in the film Black and White. Yep. What yep. a pull. Yep. Gym search yep. from downtown. Big Bang. Time. That is dope. Jesus nah. Christ. Yeah, I don't fuck around with this. Um, I actually just finished Mike Tyson's uh, autobiography, which reminded me. I read it too. Time. It was good. Oh, it's fine. We'll, we'll talk. We will talk after this, sir. Um, so, and number two number and three two. are actually close for me. Number two is going to be Raekwon the Chef. Okay. Because um, when Wu-Tang first came out, that was actually my, my favorite member because mm. I just really liked him, like his, his style, his flow. And then... Only built for Cuban links dropped, and it was just, it was just, it was unbelievable, unbelievable. I've always liked Raekwon. Raekwon is a dope guy, and then when you put him and Ghost together, which you know you can tell that these two guys are pretty much joined to the hip. They're friends. Yeah, you can yeah, tell yeah. that from the songs, and from they always just drop these albums together. Like it's always featuring. Yeah. You mm. know? Well, I think uh, I mean we talked about this yeah. when uh, Angela was on, but right. how. Riza said, like, you know, these were like just yep. the two criminals yep. from each project yep. coming together to uh, make some dope shit. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I okay. get it. Yep. So. And the number three, it's also kind of close. I mean, most people put him number one because he's the most visual album, like a uh, member of the crew. And that would be Method Man. Mm-hmm. Okay. I mean, you cannot sleep on Method Man as a lyricist. Um, you know, as an actor, he was in The Wire. He was. He was. He's, yeah, he's, he's another very interesting individual. Was he in Soul Plane as well? Uh, yes. He was in and, Soul Plane. And um, How High. How High. <laughs> Sorry. How One, High. <coughs> uh, inspired by the track yep. uh, him and Redman put out. Yeah, that, that track. I mean, that, that soundtrack was bananas. So uh, there's that. And then uh, at number four, I have The Jizza. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, Liquid Swords. You know, it's it. There's no explanation needed. 
He's, he's just dope. He's dope. He's the genius. And then I did five, and then I did six. I, I mean, all right. These guys are really close. Okay. And I really wanted to put, well, you know, I'm going to put him at five. I'm going to do it. Cabadonna. Yes. Because he Fuck. deserves yes. more credit than he gets. He really does. Because I feel like Winter Wars was just legendary. He murdered everybody he on went it. crazy. He murdered everybody yeah, on it. Yeah, it was he's a He's the Buster Rhymes of, uh, of Wu-Tang yep. in that he comes in on the tracks. He features on tracks, and yep. he fucking kills them. And then he has a very underrated album, The Pillage. Uh, that's another Very underrated. underrated. Mm, another dope. Uh, Love that album. That's one of the albums I have on my iTunes list that yep. is from uh, beginning to end. Yep. I have all the tracks on there. Loved it. Loved um, it. I, uh, I met him. Uh, well, he did a show, and uh, I got a chance to talk to him afterwards. Nice. And I told him that you are one of the most underrated members totally. of the tag. And he said, oh, thanks a lot, man. Yep. But, go on. And honorable mention so Cat Williams. was <laughs> a little bit. Inspector Deck. Mm, he, mm-hmm. he, even though it's not that honorable because he's good. He's dope. He's uh, a dope MC, but I just wanted to put Cap up there because people really sleep on Cap. And they do, and I you like know, too, and he man. has a crazy story too, man, because he used to be a cab driver in Baltimore. Mm. Not a lot of people know that there was a time where he was hack love from the clouds above, mm. I believe, was his moniker in Baltimore. So, Kev. So. I'll be f- completely fair. I mean, I like Wu-Tang. I just don't have the experience with all their solo stuff. Okay. So I would say just because of what I've heard, I mean, I have the ODB album, the, the infamous one. Mm-hmm. Um, I would choose him, and I would also say Ghostface. I do have uh, some of his stuff on there, but that's it. I, I couldn't rank the other three the other three spots. Out. Right. I just don't have enough information on all of them, so I don't okay. throw out names for the sake of. Well, uh, you have some homework. I definitely, yeah. I do. I'm sitting. I'm like, God damn! I mean, I knew obviously all, but Capadon. Like, I forgot about that motherfucker. Uh, so we're will, going by do it. Uh, by next week. By the time <laughs> nice. we tape, we're gonna follow up with you, sir. Because right. we don't. This is, I think, the first time we've let someone off the hook. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With this, so we're gonna give you a week grace period. All right, because next week uh, we're gonna have uh, we're gonna be doing another taping. Nice. And we're gonna hit. We're gonna get back to you on this. All right. We want to know what the other three are. We'll do. Because I don't. I don't play that. Nice. I want that. I want that information, sir. Done. Um. So that that being said, that is uh that's the show. Mm-hmm. Uh. You know, Kev. Uh, I know you got some really dope projects. Yep. Yes, you might want to talk to our fans about. Let yes, us know sir. what's going on. Yep. I'm doing a show called Comics Watching Comics. Mm-hmm. It's a show where intermediate comics were filmed. Myself and three other panelists have watched. We, we watch at my house and we critique. We offer advice. We praise or we shit on them if they're completely fucking terrible. Mm-hmm. The winning comic with the panel selects will be uh, given a spot at a top club in the city to be worked on right now. Okay. And the audience at home gets to play along. They're going to vote on Twitter. It's interactive. Yes, sir. At Comics Watching, because as you had said before, you can't finish all these, fit all these fucking characters on Twitter. Yep. At Comics Watching, and then you're going to hashtag your favorite panelist. Mm. The panelist with the most, most votes gets to come back to the following week's show. And then, actually, uh, I'll be taping episode three in a month or so, and joining the panel as a permanent master panelist will be Rich, uh, Richie, what the fuck am I saying? Jeffrey Gurian. Okay. Will be giving us a thumbs up or thumbs down on our wow. selection of Very winning nice. comic. So the first panel right now we did was Jimmy Failure, John Moses, and Leah Bonama. Great comics. Thank you. Oh, I I, I couldn't comics. agree more. I, I I'm picking Three people I love and respect. Yeah. Right. Uh, the second panel, which episode two is going to come out next week, I'm thinking. I got. I'm, I'm pretty sure about that. Is Cyrus McQueen, yep. Mike Racine, yep. nice. and Brian John. Uh, some heavy three, hitters right three today. killers yep. yes sir indeed yes yep. sir indeed uh, Cyrus and I have the same birthday shout out September 2nd get out same year too <laughs> nice. yeah get out no no oh. um, he's uh, he's I think a year older than me here's a person that you're gonna laugh that I actually share the same birthday with but he is exactly 10 years to the day older than I am and that is Frank Terranova oh, oh. Wow. Frankie T yes How sir about that? interesting yeah. Brooklyn's uh, own. It is finest, right? Uh, so yeah, so you can find the show at comicswatchingcomics.com. Yep. You can also find it on YouTube, Vimeo, Funny or Die, fucking everywhere virtually. Check it out. But yeah, definitely YouTube. Go look at that subscribe. Shit. Go on Facebook. You can subscribe to the page that way as well as 
on the comics watching comics.com page and YouTube so you subscribe and that way the minute uh, uh, a new episode is released you are updated I constantly release bonus footage and by bonus footage I mean comics who did not make the main episode right. everyone who showed up that day was watched and reviewed so I, every comic that showed up will be uh, on a show it's definitely dope yeah go check that shit out guys yeah yep. Neil what do you got going on dude um, well, you can check me out at uh, Broadway Comedy Club on May 10th. May 10th. Cool. Doing the late show. May Day. Yep. Go check him out. Uh, where can you find my dumbass? Uh, <laughs> what's today? The 27th? Yep. Indeed. Uh, but, 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 but if you are um, going to be in Brooklyn on May 3rd, I will be at the 61 local at 9 o'clock for the Underhill Players show uh, because I am a player. <laughs> no doubt. So uh, that's where I'll be on the 3rd. And then on the 5th, I will be at QED for casual sets at 10.30 p.m. So come on out, Queens, if you are interested in that. And then on the 8th, it's Mother's Day, so I'll be hanging out with her. So how about that? Oh, right. Yeah. That's dope. Yeah, because, you know, love your mama. Yeah. Uh, so that being said, Kev, I want to thank you for coming through. Thanks for having me, boys. This is a blast. Thanks, Appreciate man. it. Yeah. Of course, uh, as always, you can go check us out on uh, Twitter at Swatches and Boom. Yep. Email us at swatchesandboomboxes at gmail.com. Send us stuff. Yeah, send Suggestions, us. Suggestions. Yeah, you know, let us know what we're doing. Write us. Um, you can find us on iTunes. Yep. Um, you can rate us. You can review us. Um, yep. Also, you can find us on Stitcher as well. Yep. So go get us there. Yep. Uh, thank you guys for tuning in. Kev, once again, we appreciate you and everything you did for The Predator. Yes, mm -hmm. sir. Thanks. We're out.